Hola, welcome to Dismantling Diet Culture. Fuck being calladita, the only Spanglish anti-diet podcast that teaches you from a sociological lens, feminism, and intuitive eating coaching to dismantle diet culture. I'm your host, Dr. Hortense Jimenez, and I am passionate about dismantling diet culture and helping you heal your relationship with food and your body. I'm a mother, daughter, comadre, amiga, community member, professor, health coach, and published author. On this show, I share my personal experience with diet culture, tips and strategies, and educational content to help you understand diet culture and systems of oppression so that you can have the tools to challenge diet culture. Current and future generations do not deserve to inherit your diet culture trauma, and I'm here to help you. If you're on a mission to hear your body and food traumas and embody your authentic self unapologetic, welcome to Dismantling Diet Culture. Fuck being calladita. Bienvenidos a Dismantling Diet Culture, Fuck Being Calladita. This is your host, Dr. Hortensia Jimenez. El día de hoy vamos a hablar acerca de cómo podemos honrar nuestra alimentación. We are going to talk about principle number two, honor your hunger. So the main um, foundation of principle number two of honoring your hunger is to pay attention, pay attention to your biological cues when you are hungry. The idea behind this is to, one, divest from diet culture, to leave diet culture, because historically, if you've been a chronic dieter, you don't listen to your biological cues. You follow a specific um, regimen, right? Depending what kind of diet you've done in the past, maybe it's restriction, maybe you eat at certain times, maybe you eat certain uh, portions, there's different types of diets and what diets do is that they disconnect us from our bodies, right? And they connect us from our spirit as well. And part of that is that we don't trust our bodies when we're hungry. And so what this principle on number two is asking is for you to feel your basically physical sensations uh, in your body. Um, what are the sensations of hunger that you feel in your body? Like when I'm hungry, one, my stomach starts rumbling, mis tripas empiezan a hacer ruidos. <laughs> I get a headache. Um, I become irritated. I am short-tempered. Like I'm, for me, I'm pretty well aware of when I'm hungry. But every individual is different, again, depending on your history with diets and other life circumstances that may impact. And we're also going to talk about neuro, uh, neurodivergency and how that impacts this principle. Okay, so my invitation here or a tip is begin to pay attention to some of these sensations. How does it feel in your body? How are you experiencing in other places of your body? You know your body best, so start paying attention. Another element of honoring your hunger is, of course, the, your moods. You know, your mood um, changes, if anything, if you lack uh, focus, um, if you're lethargic, if you don't have a lot of energy. Again, pay attention to some of those signs. Um, I invite you to carry snacks with you. 
granola bars. There's different type of granola bars. They all serve a function. There's like the cliff bars are high in carbs. They give you energy. There's protein bars. There's sweet bars. There's just tons of granola bars. Granola bars are a great snack. If you want to have some fruit, some veggies, you know, whatever snacks that you may find appealing at that day is good. But I always try to have some type of uh, snacks in my car when I get hungry or if my kids are hungry, right? So before you have your next meal and you know it might take long or you know you need to do some grocery shopping and you're not going to eat and you know you're going to be hungry, just have a quick snack. Make sure that you carry that. You're nurturing your body. You're taking care of your body. Um, another thing that I want to point out about um, honoring uh, your hunger is like, you know, life happens. Sometimes we have things outside of that we can't control that may impact our sleep, you know, that impact our well-being or stress. So please also pay attention that hunger is uh, is shaped by if we're stressed, if we're low on sleep, um, if it were depressed, you know, if we're kind of juggling other things in life that impacts our hunger. You know, when we're sad or when we're depressed, when you know we're grieving, you lost a pet, you lost a friendship, or and you're sad, and sometimes you, you're not hungry, right? So just make sure that try to eat. If you're not hungry, try to eat every five um, hours or sooner than that. Okay. Now, what I do want to talk about when we're looking at the principle number two of honoring your hunger, I have um, some, uh, I would say concerns or things that we need to take into account. One is access, right? Access to social class. So for individuals, um, when we're asking them, honor your hunger, and that can actually be insensitive. So if you're listening to me, if you're a, um, a provider, you're in the health profession, you're a health coach, or just a, you know a family member who's asking someone else to eat, sometimes we don't know people's circumstances. We don't know people's um, access to food. We don't know like their income and how that may be playing in terms of what they have access to buying. So honoring your hunger is really shaped by access, it's shaped by our social class. So oftentimes people can't honor their hunger when they're surviving, when they're experiencing absolute poverty, when, when they don't know where their next meal is gonna come from. So principle number two of honoring your hunger is very difficult for individuals who experience food insecurity or are experiencing housing insecurity or experience like they don't feel safe right so again this principle is great however it can be quite insensitive to ask people to honor their hunger without understanding people's social class without understanding many other factors that influence their decisions for eating okay for neurodiversity uh, have also talked about some of the concerns that they have about principle number two of intuitive eating. And I want to um, underscore or highlight what some of these concerns are, which I also agree. And I think it's important so that way we are aware that every individual is, every individual is different, especially neurodivergent folks. I am one of them. <clears throat> I am neurodivergent. 
but I don't struggle right with recognizing my um, signals when I'm hungry or when I'm full. However, for other neurodivergent individuals, this may be very difficult. And again, it can actually be a little bit um, insensitive. Why? Because for some neurodivergent individuals may find it difficult to listen to their internal cues, to their bodily sens sensations when they're hungry or when they're full. So, and this can actually cause an additional stress. So what I'm saying here is that every individual is different, right? Bio-individuality. So not everyone is able to tap into their interception, right? Not everyone is able to connect to their body and understand what the cues that their body is sending them when they're hungry. This is specifically for neurodivergent folks. So what can we do? Number one is eating throughout the day, having snacks throughout the day. Perhaps for some neurodivergent folks may need a little bit more structure, may need to have a set time when they're gonna have their meals, if you're, you know, this has happened to me. Sometimes we're working, you know, we get, <coughs> excuse me, we get caught up with work and we're so focused that we actually, you know, forget to eat, right? Because we're so focused. So for some neurodivergent folks, they might be busy and then they might not be listening and have difficult listening to their um, cues. So having actual snacks in the table where they're at or having these snacks with them to remind them that they need to eat, okay? Um, another thing that I wanna mention too is um, we need to stop like shaming folks um, about um, eating when we are emotionally, when we're experiencing different emotions, right? So honoring our hungry, our hunger. <laughs> so uh, sometimes we are, um, sad and we might go to food for comfort and i'm here to tell you that we can't be shaming people um for for eating a certain snacks or certain foods that may bring them comfort because those foods feel safe this is for neurodivergent folks this is for all folks right so specifically also for neurodivergent people um emotional a quote and i say put it in in, in parentheses here that um having you know mood swings feeling irritated if we're having difficult concentrating if you're tired and you're gonna go and get that snack or that meal that's going to meet your needs at that moment right so let's move away from labeling um you know individuals who seek comfort and certain foods as emotional eaters and that that's uh negative because it's meeting a basic need for that individual at that moment, okay? So the principle number two of intuitive eating, honor your hunger, also has the hunger and fullness scale that aims to uh, help you recognize how your body uh, is feeling in terms of being hungry and full. And the scale ranges from one, which is um, characterized as like starving, like you're extremely hungry, you have no energy, you're feeling weak, you're upset. Like that's number one is a place where we don't want to go because <laughs> we're not we're not be, being very friendly and very receptive and very tolerant when we're extremely hungry. And it goes up to number 10. 
and tennis characterized as extremely stuffed, okay? So the um, scale ranges from one to 10, one being like um, starving, and what the um, founders of intuitive eating say that we need to be somewhere in between. You're not starving and you're not like completely full. And I want to actually underscore here that I've had actually had this situation and it, it has happened to me of number 10 and the scale of extremely stuffed. Maybe not extremely, but stuffed. You know, I am part of the clean plate club, which I was forced to eat all my food growing up. And I'm an adult now. And guess what? I still struggle. So even though the uh, principles of intuitive eating, of honoring your hunger, and not going up to scale number 10 of being extremely stuffed, again, we need to be compassionate with ourselves and give ourselves grace and not even shame ourselves because... When I eat and I enjoy the food, sometimes I eat to the point where I'm like, stop. And I know, like, I'm a health coach, right? But I know where this comes from. The root of this is from a food scarcity mentality. It comes from, you know, living in poverty growing up where we weren't wasteful. So, you know, right now as we speak, you know, and me sharing this vulnerably with you, right, is I also need to be compassionate with myself and say, okay, Hortensia, Allow yourself to have these feelings, you know, shame is not an ingredient in food, you know, like I coach myself, but I still struggle. I still go up to number 10 in this fullness scale of being completely stuffed. So honoring your hunger and even when we exceed, right, when we're stuffed, give yourself praise. We didn't do anything wrong, right? Think about our life experiences, our childhood, the, our food traumas, and how our food traumas impact honoring our hunger and our fullness. I don't know if this makes sense to you, but I hope that someone can resonate with this message. Again, like there's plenty of people in society that's gonna shame you. Again, there's a lot of people in society that are gonna shame you, you're gonna criticize your food choices, they're gonna criticize how you eat. Uh, what you eat, how much you eat, etc. So don't be hard on yourself. We are our worst critics. Honoring your hunger and your fullness is going to change. Remember, it's not linear. It's not static. It's going to change on a regular basis throughout the week, even throughout the day, because life happens. So many things are happening in the day, right? So give yourself a lot of grace. Give yourself a lot of flexibility too. As I'm sharing these principles, take what works for you. Be critical because that's what also what I'm doing as I'm sharing the principles is also providing a critical lens of why the framework is great, but at the same time, things that we need to uh, take into consideration, okay? And to conclude, I wanna say that principle number two, honor your hunger and your fullness again is really shaped a lot by our life experiences or childhood or food traumas it's shaped by access to social class if you experience food insecurity and we have a food scarcity mentality which then ties into then wanting to eat all the food and not feeling wasteful and not feeling guilty which can lead us to feeling extremely full to the point where we feel uncomfortable and then that shame comes in. You know, all this is intricately connected. And the last point is that for neurodivergent folks, 
honoring their hunger and their fullness is difficult when um, it might be difficult to have that interceptive uh, connection and and paying attention, you know, and listening to those biological cues that might not come as um, as common. It's just different. There's nothing wrong with being a neurodivergent individual. It just means that this principle needs to modify to meet the needs of neurodivergent folks. And that means perhaps eating food throughout the day, having a little bit more structure, um, reminding yourself that you need to eat, having a timer, having a partner or a family member or someone else to remind you to eat. Remember, there's nothing wrong with your body. There's nothing wrong with your brain. We're all unique and beautiful individuals, right? So we'll take the best of these uh, principles as we continue to move forward. Okay, está bien? Muchísimas gracias por acompañarme en este episodio. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode. I am super excited for next week's episode with, I have a, I have an author that's coming up um, on our next episode. And lastly, if you are um, interested in my one-on-one -on -one coaching, go ahead and fill out my um, Google form that I have on my bio. I do workshops, speaking engagements. So I am here because I love the work that I do. I'm passionate in bringing healing to our food and our body image. Así es que nos vemos la próxima semana. I will see you next week. Muchas gracias por acompañarme en Dismantling Diet Culture, Fuck Being Calladita Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Especially be sure to rate and review the podcast if you really like it. If you leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, you become eligible for a free 30-minute coaching session. That's right. Así como escuchaste. One free session. Once you leave your review, you can screenshot it and email it to me and I'll send you a link to sign up. If you didn't like it, don't worry. Así está bien. Follow me on social media, on Instagram and TikTok at Dr. Hortensia Jimenez.